Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Telling everybody everything. Week 17? 18? Who knows? Who knows anything about time anymore? Shit week. Terrible week, terrible life, terrible woman. If you are a praying person, and I thought everything was going to start going really even better than it usually does for me. I mean, I'm very blessed. I have a charmed life. I was saying this to Bobby in the car today. I was saying, you know, it makes me very uncomfortable when people express a desire to win the lottery because I don't want to win the lottery. I don't want to be one in however million equally I don't want to be struck by lightning. I just want to coast humbly somewhere in the middle. And it kind of makes me uncomfortable that my life is so happy because I feel, well, I think that's normal waves of life. You think when everything's bad, it's never going to get better again. It always gets better. But then when everything's great, you go, uh-oh, uh-oh, because it's waves in it. It's waves. If you're listening from outside the UK, sometimes here we say in it, which means right or isn't it. I'm sure it will bother my mother. Sorry, mom. I am recording the podcast from a different room of the house today, the boudoir. It is a beautiful bedroom with floral wallpaper that is reserved for my friend when she comes to stay. But I felt like treating myself. I said, you know what, Catherine? Today for you, the boudoir. Today, I want to tell you everything about my sister Carrie's workbench. Now, I'm going to have to call her shortly because I'm not sure exactly how much of this case we're allowed to disclose. I think it's all wrapped up and it's out of the court system now, so we should be fine. My sister Carrie, as you may know, is an esthetician in Canada. Outside her salon recently, the council decided to erect a public bench. And this bench has caused nothing but trouble. There are hooligans and scoundrels who hang out on the bench, drinking and selling drugs and chatting and generally dissuading the public from entering the business. This is obviously a problem for any business. My sister has written to the council several times saying this is a dangerous bench that invites crime (laughs) and the council will not take down the bench. So my sister started filming the bench because a lot of crimes go on on this bench. So one day she sent me a photo from the bench. You know, I get these daily 
texts, photos, videos of the goings-on of the bench. So she's sat behind the office desk, and there's a man on the bench next to another man. I shouldn't laugh. It's a sad story. But this man had his testicles out. So the one man was in summer shorts, socks pulled up to the knee, and his larger-than-life testicles were hanging out of one of the short legs coming sort of halfway down his leg. This is sort of a crime. I think it's indecent exposure, but he didn't really know about it. So it wasn't a super crime, but my sister still documents the bench. So she took a photo of this man. I don't know how much I can divulge about what happens next, but suffice to say there was a murder and the testicle photograph became very important in the case. It showed someone who lost their life and the last person who was seen with them. So this was very important evidence for the police. My sister saw these interactions on the crime bench for many hours that day, and so she became part of the trial and had to come as a witness. This went on for several weeks and months, and this is why we couldn't talk about it. We need to call Carrie now and ask about the crime bench. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Oh, I'm very well. And I'm doing my podcast and I wanted to ask about the crime bench because I started talking about it on my own, but then I remembered that you might have some legal implications outstanding that you're not allowed to talk about it. No, we're good. He's in jail. Um, He did get, um, he confessed for manslaughter. Manslaughter how? Well, I really don't know the full details of that. I know that um, I think he was being charged for second-degree murder, and he took the plea for manslaughter. Please. I mean, please. Um, I know. But your your testimony helped get a killer behind bars. Yes, it did. And the picture that I had was the picture that showed uh, that they were last together when they were looking for the murderer. Did they blur out the testicles in court? They did. Did they? They did. Well, I asked them to because whenever you go to court, they kind of talk to you before so you're ready and you're not nervous. And they go over your statement again Mm. because it takes so long. It was almost a year after the murder that I had to go to court. And if he didn't take the plea, I would have had to go to court again in September, which is now two years after the photo was taken. Yeah, everyone wants you to take the plea because then everybody gets to do less work. Well, everyone gets to do less work and these people that like, I was very fortunate that all that happened was I just kind of saw from outside the clinic and I took a picture. That was very fortunate, but the person that is being charged is sitting there and staring at you while you're talking about it. And that can be very nerve wracking if you're a victim. Yeah. Yeah. Was he looking at you in a menacing way? He was looking. I was trying. I wasn't making eye contact, though. I was kind of looking away the entire time. I was looking at the um, the lawyers the entire time because it was just nerve-wracking having him there staring at me, knowing that I knew what his testicle looked like. <laughs> Did you have to point to him? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Did you recognize yeah. him? Hang on. I'm going to wait for your fucking dog to stop. Did you recognize him with his testicles concealed? I did recognize with him with the testicles concealed because I had to look at the picture so many times. <laughs> did you blur out the testicles before you sent the picture to homicide? No, I did not. 
you included the testicles in your evidence. Yes, I did. Imagine you had to ID him by his testicles. It was only one testicle. Was it? I mean, that was a big testicle. It was huge, and I never got to know what was actually wrong. (sighs) That was the part that I was really aiming for answers for. Some people have like a fluid problem around one or both of their testicles that isn't actually a health concern. Well, I mean, that was definitely a health concern. Nah, I've witnessed pretty big testicles in my life and not a health concern. You've seen a testicle that big? Yep. That was the size of my head. It wasn't a size of your head. It was big. It was. It was the size of like your fist. No, it was genuinely, I will send you the picture again. Please don't. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it was, it was the size of my head. It was humongous. Well, make a fist. I've definitely seen a testicle, one testicle, the entire size of my fist. And it wasn't life-threatening. Well, I've seen that too. That's why this was so... Jarring. Astonishing. (laughs) And what other crimes have you witnessed on the bench lately? Um, just a lot of cussing, swearing, drinking going on on that bench, and I just want it removed. Are you any closer to having the council take the bench away since the murder? No, not at all. What did they say? They've said nothing about it. They replaced the bench. They took away the bench and then replaced it with a new one. (laughs) Why? I have no idea. Anytime I call about it, I'm like, I have video footage and pictures showing why I want this bench removed from our medical skincare clinic. I wonder what you could do to take this into your own hands and dissuade them from using the bench for crime. (laughs) I don't know, but there was this one detective. His name was, I actually don't know if I'm allowed to say his name. No, don't say his name. He had the same last name as our grandmother. Um, Oh. And he was just like... Well, I mean, if you were to go there at night and somehow remove the bench yourself, there probably wouldn't be evidence of that. Well, do you know what they do in England? They play classical music at particularly violent tube stations, and it reduces the violence. I don't know where I read this. I don't know if they do it during football season or what they do, but classical music is scientifically proven to reduce crime. Really? Yep. So maybe well, you guys... A fun fact. It is a fun fact. You guys could blast some, uh, you know, Beethoven out the speakers in front of the old salon. Well, if we don't have speakers outside. I'm wondering if they would get stolen or broken if they were out there. If you put them high enough. I think that's a solution. All right. Okay. Well, we'll give it a shot. I'm going to let you go. Okay. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Still, they will not remove the bench. I suppose the bench now is valuable to the council because my sister is a really good private eye. She takes pictures of these criminals who, for some reason, are attracted to this bench. They're like bees to honey with this fucking bench. If you have any suggestions for fixing my sister's testicle crime bench problem, please email tellingeverybodyeverything at gmail.com. Hang on a minute. Total swerve. I cannot believe that I am reporting this live on Telling Everybody Everything, BBC News at 10.33 a.m. this morning used the N-word, and they didn't say N-word, they said the word, in reference to a crime, an aggravated hate crime where someone hurled this abuse in London, it seems, but what?
Is that what news stations are doing? Just saying the full word? Now, they did say, warning, we're going to use some super offensive language right now. And then they said it. I just... No, no, no. That doesn't feel right to me, BBC News. Now, uh, Louis C.K. has a joke, and I hate always circling back to Louis C. jokes, where he says, well, when you say, you know, the reference to the word, you're making me say the real word in my head. So really, you know, even saying what the word is without saying the word is bad. But BBC News? N-word? I don't like it. I don't like it. What is happening in this world? Horrible, evil, bad things are bad. Do you know, I really liked when Maisie Williams, the actor, said, I'm going to stop calling people feminists because equal rights is just normal. I'm just going to start calling non-feminists sexist. They're normal people and they're sexist. That's how I feel about racism, sexism, classism, all of it. There are normal people and there are cockheads. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Today, I also thought it was really important to tell you about one of the most harrowing experiences of my entire life. I've spoken about harrowing experiences on this podcast before you know we've all had grief suffering sometimes you have to invite it into your life and ask it what it has to teach you but a few months ago I was feeling tired and now I'm in a privileged position where I hang around with a lot of rich people now and a lot of my friends said to me you Catherine should go and get a colonic they swear by colonics They say it makes you feel loads better. They said, Catherine, how have you never had a colonic? And you know what? In fairness to them, I do seem like someone who would get a colonic. I seem like that kind of prick. And so I went to a place, let's say it was in Los Angeles, to protect London businesses. All I know is a colonic is water is introduced into your lower intestine and it flushes out anything that would get stuck there. Now, we are told things can get stuck in your intestine. I am not a science man. 
I don't know how true that is, but it feels like bullshit to me now. It feels like the intestine is self-cleaning, kind of like your vagina. Don't put anything wild up your vagina. Please don't. I'm very, I, I just, I don't know what I was thinking, but I went there. And then the woman asked me a bunch of questions. I sat down and she said, thank you for coming to the colonic. It's going to be great. It's going to change your life. You're going to have so much more energy. It's really important that you do this. You could have been dead in two hours. I'm so glad that you're here. And I was like, wow, I'm a genius. Then they asked questions about your diet. She said, how much sleep do you get? I said, lots. She said, how much red meat do you eat? I said, none. She said, how much bread do you eat? I said, none. She said, how much alcohol do you drink? I said, all of it. Pretty much my diet, apart from the alcohol. Oh, I mean, I think the alcohol was medium okay because wine is fermented and you do need fermented things like sauerkraut. I forget the other list of things that's fermented, but wine, not great, not that bad. She was very impressed with my absence of bread and red meat in my diet. And she was like, oh, she was almost disappointed. I think, I don't know what she's looking for up there, but she seemed like someone who wanted you to eat red meat. And I do have to say, if you are someone who eats a lot of that shit and you don't have a normal digestive system, I don't know, maybe a colonic's right for you. But I could already tell in this woman's face, she's thinking, uh-huh, another white lady with too much money has come for me to flush her ass out. Okay, and she doesn't need to be here. She said, all right, what you're going to do is there is a tube. The tube is much smaller than it used to be. That's information I don't need to know. I don't even know if that's true. Isn't it probably the prudent thing to tell someone who's about to shove a tube up their ass that it's a lot smaller than the tube used to be? That is mind-melding psychological manipulation. Because already I'm thinking, oh, great, the tube is a lot smaller than it used to be. Oh, what a sales tactic. So (laughs) it puts water in and then you like push and it makes the water come out. And I go in there and I'm like, okay. She goes, just undress and put this tube in your bum. I was like, oh my God, I wanted to leave, but I'm already in the room. I think, no, Catherine, don't leave. You're going to have so much more energy. You're going to be thinner. Your skin is going to be clearer. I mean, imagine me with clearer skin. My skin is already translucent. So I get everything ready and she comes into the room to turn it on. And what I didn't realize is that she had no intention of leaving. She wanted to stay in the room with me the entire time. And she's like, it's just procedure. I have to stay in here. Don't worry. I had a colonic of my own last week. I felt so thin going out later. It was amazing. So I can't get rid of this woman. So she stays in. The water starts filling your intestine. And you don't realize that it is the world's most horrible sensation. It's not painless and it makes you feel nauseous. And then I'm telling her, you know what? I don't want you in here. I don't want you in here. I need you to go and I feel really sick. So she gives me peppermint oil to smell. She goes, yep, everyone feels like they're going to puke. Just smell this. And then she approaches me and starts touching my stomach, like massaging my stomach. She's that close to me. Basically, when you get a colonic, you are having explosive diarrhea in a room with another person who's touching you. I'm going to get so many angry colonologist emails after this, but there's no scenario where you need to be shitting yourself in a room with someone who's touching your stomach. No scenario. And it was just like pure water because no one needs a colonic. Halfway through, I had a meltdown. 
I was so overcome with grief and embarrassment that I started to cry. And I said, I really just need you to go away because I was in pain. It really feels like you have food poisoning or something. It's honestly the worst experience that I've ever had in my life. So the woman agrees. She says, okay, I will leave for five minutes, but then I'm coming back because I have to keep checking on you. It's my job. The five minutes that she was gone felt a lot better, but then she did come back. She checked on me. I was alive. She left for another five minutes. While she was gone, I had a chat with myself. I said, Catherine, you could just get up now and end this. You could just walk out of this office right now. But I am a woman of commitment. And once I say I'm going to do something, I stay there until the bitter end. So I made it. I made it the full 45 minutes. She came in, the whole ordeal was over, and I could put my clothes back on and shamefully leave that office. I went to pay. And all the ladies who worked there were like, wow, Catherine, your skin looks so beautiful. You're glowing. I was like, bitch, I'm body blushing from pure shame. And then she said, would you just like to pay for the one? Because we offer a package of five sessions. And I am such a dick. I paid for the five sessions. I felt like I was paying for her silence. At this point, I just thought I'm going to give her the most money possible that I can because she was in the room where it happened. And I'm never ever in my life going back. And if I have one purpose on earth, it is to convince you that if you feel tired, you don't need a colonic. You need to drink a glass of water and take a fucking nap. Quick fire emails today. Dear Catherine, I recently discovered your podcast. I binge listened to all the episodes. I'd like to hear your opinion on the free Britney movement. I adore Britney and she's been an inspiration to me for many years. Likewise, there's been so much speculation about what's been going on in Britney's life and I just don't know what to believe anymore. I know that the free Britney movement and the associated online petitions are meant to help her, but I can't help but think they're doing Britney more harm than good. I'm sure that there are people in Britney's life who are treating her badly and exploiting her, but I also think that the public has too little information about the situation. As a result, there are lots of conspiracy theories, but it remains unclear who the goodies and who the baddies in Britney's life are. Do you think the way to support Britney is to join the Free Britney movement or just to stay out of it and send her good energy and thoughts? This question is a timely one, and I honestly think that whether you join the Free Britney movement or not, a court of law will not give a shit. So I don't believe that the conservatorship issue will be decided by any online fan movement anyway. So it's kind of an empty gesture joining it, sending her good energy and vibes and, you know, Instagramming her some positive love, hopefully will boost her mood, whatever is going on. I can't wait to see what happens with this because... Yeah, I agree with you. We don't know enough. The public are never given enough information to make a educated decision on these things. And that's why it's left to the experts. I do always question why Brittany specifically is under this type of control when so many other celebrities are not. So it seems like she had a very difficult life and hopefully she gets well and makes an incredible biopic when she's older. Maybe as an executive producer, she can consult on it. We can really find out what Britney's childhood was like. I feel that she is the Shirley Temple, the Julie Garland of our generation, and we need to make sure we treat child stars better. Whatever happened, I don't think it was good.
oh my gosh, so what does it say about me that my first instinct about this email is that it's not from a mother, but it's from some type of pedo man? I'm sorry, but these are the things that you have to flag up. One of my very close girlfriends is doing shout outs for charity. And there was a young girl who was messaging her being like, oh, tell me about your socks. Tell me what the most colorful pair of socks is. Da, 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 da. Just she thought it was a nice young girl who liked socks. Was it? Was it fuck? Some sickos disguise themselves in all types of different ways. And I say sicko because you know my stance on this. A fetish is fine if it is presented with consent. Masquerading as a young girl and forcing your fetish on someone when they don't have all the information is not consent. So I'm going to read this email. I pray that this is an actual mother. I pray, but that's where my mind goes because we live in a sick world. And I hope that you all evaluate every situation like this too. All right, Catherine, I enjoy the podcast and the advice that you give. Please be a mother. Please be a mother. Please be a mother. I'm also a mother. Please let that be true. I have a 13-year-old daughter. She's very smart, sassy, and mature. We've had the talk, but I'm pretty sure she has discovered masturbation. I walked in on her few very awkward bedroom situations, and I'm wondering if I need to or should address it. We've discussed the mechanics of sex and the emotional implications, but not personal gratification. I'd love to know your thoughts on this topic. Well, please be a mother. My thoughts are do not under any circumstances mention masturbation to your daughter. Definitely, definitely under no circumstances should you mention this. You don't need to have a talk with her about what it is. Clearly she knows. I don't think anyone ever had a talk with me about it. If they did, I don't recall probably because it seems like it would be very traumatic and one would block it out. If you're not sure, just watch the original American Pie and see how that chat with Eugene Levy and Jason went down. It's not a good idea in my eyes. Um, I'm glad you talked to her about other things. The school, I'm sure, also talks to them about stuff like this at this age. But yeah, definitely no, do not. Here's one from Amelia. Catherine, hope you're well. I'm 16 and like many teens, I'm addicted to TikTok. As you can imagine, there are many different trends circulating on the app. A new trend has recently emerged, which I thought you might be interested in, called manifesting. Oh, as the name might suggest, manifesting is where you have a goal or outcome you want to achieve, and through a series of events, you make such goal happen. These goals can be as trivial as your mom cooking your favorite dinner for tea, or more serious, such as achieving your dream job. Once you have your goal, you then complete a series of activities to help ensure your goal happens, as well as continuously picturing it to happen. For example, one popular method is the 369 method. First, you write the person's name you're manifesting three times. Then you write the intention six times. Finally, you write the action of what you want the person to do nine times. For example, if you, Catherine Ryan, wanted to win an award for your fabulous new podcast, you might write Catherine times three. Catherine award podcast times six. And then I will be nominated for an award times nine. Let me just put a pin in that and say, I genuinely, I've won a few awards. I don't really understand them. They are arbitrary. I like going to award shows because my friends are there and champagne is there and I get to wear a beautiful dress. But I think if I were ever actually nominated for a real award, I certainly wouldn't tell you about it. I wouldn't go and I certainly wouldn't give a speech. It is not my bag, baby. 
There are many other methods which include other things like visualization or speech. I know you're a big believer in intuition, following your gut, and I may be wrong, but I feel like manifesting may very much be your thing. I've attached some manifesting TikToks below. Oh my gosh, you are the cutest. So yes, women who are 37 know about manifesting, especially me, but I really appreciate hearing about it from you when you're 16, because first of all, it's important for you to know that it wasn't invented by TikTok. A lot of people are doing this and a lot of other cultures especially have been doing this for thousands of years. I think it's a little bit new to us over here, but it is super powerful. I love that you're using it already when you're 16. There are certain things you can't control, but yes, I believe very strongly in, well, I don't do the thing of writing it down. I've never had an actual mood board, but um, you think if you believe positive thoughts, then more positivity comes your way. Not in every case, but I think it's, good to think in the direction that you want to go. I also think for me, gratitude really helps. The more grateful I am, then the more blessings come into my life. So thank you for that. Love that 16 year olds are doing this. Okay. Megan is in the room now, my Shih Tzu, and she cannot breathe for shit. Yeah. Yeah. So you might hear her for a few minutes, but I can't kick her out because she keeps... Maybe I can. She keeps scratching on the door and she really wanted to come in. Megan, please. People don't want to hear that. People are critical enough of my like lip smacking sounds. Okay, so this is from a young woman who had sex with her friend's brother. Oh gosh. Her brother and I occasionally talk over text. A few weeks ago, he texted me out of the blue. Basically a booty call, let's be honest. His family were away and he invited me over and we had sex. Of course, we've kept this secret from the sister and I feel guilty about it. If the brother and I were in a proper relationship, I'd definitely tell her, and I don't think she'd even mind. But this is more like, I fucked your brother, so am I the asshole? Nothing's happened since, but if it became a regular thing and I didn't tell her, then I think I would definitely be the asshole. It felt wrong just being in her house without her knowing I'm there. Okay, I don't think you have to tell anyone who you have sex with, ever. If you banged this girl's dad, her bro- well, if you banged her dad, I mean, I think that he would probably be a wrong and because you're his daughter's friend and that puts you in a quite vulnerable position. But no, I don't think it's anyone's business what you want to do with your genitals. I really don't. And she might find out at some point. I think other people would give you different advice. They'd say, be honest with your friend. But no, it's your vag, honey. And you really don't have to. And if she finds out down the road that something was going on earlier than she knew about, then you can just be like, yeah, but you know what? It's my sex life. I didn't know where it was going to go and I needed time to figure it out on my own. And I'm entitled to that privacy because we're talking about my body. And if you don't believe me, there's an episode of Friends, well, actually a series of episodes in Friends where Chandler and Monica start banging and nobody knows and they have to sneak around. And then they finally find out and Ross isn't happy, but eventually he gets over it. So you haven't done anything. You haven't gone out of your way to hurt this girl. You do like her brother. I hope he wasn't booty calling you in a way that was taking advantage of you. Maybe talk to him about that and say, you know, you've put me in a difficult position. I'm sure you feel a certain sense of loyalty to your sister, but you know, female friendships are a whole different kettle of fish. I feel great loyalty to your sister and 
I don't want us to casually be doing this if it's going to hurt her. If we're in a relationship at some point in the future, you know, you don't have to like back him into a corner about it, but just be like, it's, it's not worth potentially going behind my friend's back. But in the meantime, no, you don't have to tell anyone apart from maybe your gynecologist that you had sex. Okay. This next person is 12 and her name is Quinn. I would really like to ask you a question today. Well, I would like to ask you a question today. You're 12. Love that for you, but I'm not sure if you should be listening to my podcast. Do your parents know you listen to my podcast? I don't want to get in trouble and don't get a colonic when you're older, please. And stay away from crime benches. Well, you know what? No, I give powerful advice. Welcome. I'm dealing with lots of people being really sexist and saying stuff like, well, women are only good for reproduction. Try living without men. We're leaders and we're more level-headed. I honestly think it's so rude to treat people worse for their gender, something they can't even change. Well, they can. Whenever I tell my parents about anything that's happening, they just say ignore it and they get mad at me. That's why I can't tell them stuff like this. It makes me so angry. What can I do? Whenever I try to say anything, people say, who asked? Ugh, it's so annoying. Of course it makes you angry. It makes you angry because you care about justice. And I think if your parents chastise you for having this reaction, just say to them, I'm sorry, but you raised me to care about justice. You know, then you're giving your parents kind of a compliment and also telling them to shut their mouths. What is wrong with caring about what's right and caring about equality and people. I always cared about those things too. And I still have people in my life who talk like that. But I mean, now I'm an adult and I have control over who I spend my energy on. Just think about every day you get a certain amount of energy. Let's say that was money and you had to be wise about how and where you spent this money because if you just spent it all at once, you'd run out by the end of the day. That is true with energy. Every day you wake up with some and it's limited. So make sure anyone you spend your energy on is really, really worth it. Any pursuit, any hobby, any person. So when people want to give you shit like women are only good for rape. No, I'm sorry, Quinn. They're just not worth it. Women are only good for reproduction. That is a very dangerous statement. A lot of women cannot or don't want to reproduce for whatever reason. So there is a long history of reducing us to baby makers. And that is one of the many things that has held women back historically. Anyone who talks to you like that is an absolute caveman. And if it's a boy talking to you like that, because it isn't always, but if it's a boy talking to you like that, it's as harmful as saying he's only good for his penis or how good he is at sports or how tall he is. So you can say that to him. Try living without men. Quinn, I've done it. It was one of the best years of my life. Men invented everything, blah, blah, blah. Try living without men. Do you know that for a long time, we legally couldn't live without men? Men are credited for inventing everything. That doesn't mean they actually invented everything. It means they were in charge. We weren't allowed to buy a house without men. We weren't allowed to go out without men. There are still cultures where women are very limited as to what they can do without men. You know why some of us can't live without men? Is because they're so insecure as a gender that they made that rule. They tried for so long to make it a rule that we couldn't live without them legally. That is how thirsty they are, okay? But trust me, we can live without men. 
we're leaders and more level-headed. Really? How, how's things going right now? Hmm? How are you handling COVID? How, how's, how's what's left of America? <laughs> I'm sorry that you know these people, but you know what? If the people saying this to you are also 12, then I think they're hearing these terrible things at home. And it is not your job to educate them. It is your job to be brave and to be strong and to go after the things that you want. And hopefully life will educate them and your generation will do such incredible things. So don't spend your energy on these people. Don't you worry about it. They're wrong. They're stupid. Not your business. I've had some things going on, but I always want to pop by on a Wednesday. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you ever want to write me a letter, and I have to say I have so many this week, so I might do maybe a second one or include some of these letters next week. But you can always write me telling everybody everything at gmail.com. See you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.